three, two, one. You are now listening to the Shalena Fultz Talk Show, where I share stories of women who have overcome opposition and evolved into amazing entrepreneurs and powerful leaders. As a former event planner of 10 years, I am now infusing events with my exciting energy as an MC and host. Motherhood also compelled me to build a home-based business. I am the founder and owner of HBCU Legacy Fashion a kids' boutique that builds awareness around HBCUs while giving back through scholarships. You can learn more at hbculegacyfashion.com. Now that we're acquainted, let's get into the show. On today's episode, I'm talking to Sabrina Seymour. I met her years ago when we planned weddings in North Carolina in the Raleigh Durham area. She still plans weddings, but today she's also the founder of The Prevailing Woman. It's a print and digital magazine, a publication that promotes the professional and personal achievements of women on both national and global platforms. But hey, it's actually so much more than that. It aligns with what I'm doing here at the Shalina Falls Talk Show as it relates to lifting up other women, giving them a platform. And just recognizing that they're doing great things in the world. And this is exactly what Sabrina is doing with the prevailing woman. And I just wanted to talk to her about how to become a prevailing woman. So help me welcome to the show, Sabrina Seymour. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So I always ask everyone this that comes on my show, what did you want to be when you were eight years old? Ooh, eight. Um, so eight is what about third grade? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I think I used to say hairstylist. Okay. Yeah, definitely hairstylist. Um, I've always been into, you know, hair, makeup pretty thing I used to love playing uh weddings with my Barbies and I would always have a wedding director because of course that was the name of them then um and I would always have like this wedding director and brides and I would have the hairstylist or whatnot um but I used to always and and I did I used to do hair for years um for people in college just never really went through a cosmetology school because it would have been, it was too much yeah. time. Like they wanted me to come in the evening, but yeah, definitely hairs. I was always cutting my hair, dyeing my hair, putting it, weave, braiding it. Um, got in lots of trouble as a kid. Cause I was always trying to cut bangs and whatever else in my head. That's so funny. <laughs> so, but no, that's interesting because you said you would pretend like your dolls like, were like in a wedding and you're the wedding director and then you became a wedding planner. So exactly. you went from, I'm going to be a hairstylist <laughs> to wedding planner. And I know before that you were in social work. So take us through your journey, like how you went from social work to wedding planning. Ooh, okay. So um, I went to um, North Carolina Central University and shameless plug because you're Aggie, right? <laughs> Aggie <Yeah>. Pie. <laughs> no, I love Central so, too. I had family who went to Central yeah, and yeah, I almost, yeah. I almost, I never admitted this before, but 
I did consider central, so I'll just yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So when I when I went there, um, I was a, a party girl. Like mm -hmm. I partied like all the time. And if there was anything happening on campus, either I knew about it or I was there. And so with that, um, a lot of people, anytime something was going on, they would come and um, you know, knock on the dorm room or call our dorm rooms because we didn't have a lot of minutes on our cell phone. If you had a cell phone right. back then. Back then. Yep. Um, so, you know, people were just always asking me, I would like hold on to flyers, whatever the case may be. So um, I actually went to school because I wanted to be a um, sports agent. That was my first dream. It's like, I want to be a sports agent. I want to be one of the first African-American women who's like a top, you know, at an agency or her own agency, um, you know, getting professional athletes, great contracts um, in, you know, managing their sports career. Um, so majoring in, I actually did major in sports management, but um, during that time, I was actually working um, at a mental health agency. And so back then they used to have these uh, professionals called paraprofessionals and you could be one straight out of high school. So that was like my part-time job throughout my entire um, you know, journey at NCCU. So once I graduated and I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, my um, college advisor, she told me that um, my dreams were great, but they probably wouldn't happen because women, especially black women, um, will not be able to, or are not able to be, will not be able to be seen in a professional setting like that in sports. Cause she just, you know, used for example, look how they treat the women that play in the WNBA and so forth. And it discouraged me, it truly did. Mm -hmm. And so I pivoted um, and then I majored in marriage and family therapy and got my master's in that. And so then I just stayed in the mental health field from there because I was already working, I was already familiar. Um, and I let go of that dream, but in the, in between time of that, um, all my friends, my line sisters were getting married, having babies, having parties. And they were like, well, since you know how to party, you know, where everything is, can you just help me plan this? Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then, um, started, I had a business partner, um, she, she came to me and suggested that I just kind of start an LLC because um, it would help with like taxes and stuff like that and just to have it on the side. And then it grew and they kept calling and calling and calling and calling. And then she kind of was like, I don't really want to do this like that no more. So I rebranded to Sabrina Seymour Events. My boss looked at me one day and said, listen, you either need to plan events or you're going to work here because I can't keep covering for you. He was a great boss um and so then I left and then I've been doing it full-time since oh wow yeah I mean I remember because when I was in Raleigh we were all doing weddings so I yeah. like I feel like I know you as the wedding planner so yeah. okay but then you created this awesome movement and mm -hmm. you know the prevailing woman is doing some great things I believe it started off as a magazine but now mm -hmm. you have a conference and just this past weekend you honored what 40 women Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to create The Prevailing Woman? So um, I tell people all the time, I'm a girl's girl. Like I, like all things, like I said, beauty, 
um, makeup, um, you know, sororities, mm -hmm. um, just all of that. That's always been my jam. And you, it's weird because I grew up in a house full of men for the most part, besides my mom, because I have two brothers, most of my cousins that are around my age and even older than me are all boys. Um, it's just boys. It's, and I have all boys, my husband, his side of family, all boys, like it's just boys everywhere. Um, and so when I came to school, like I knew I wanted to be a Delta. Um, and so, you know, if I crossed and everything, like it was cool. Love my losses, love my sorority to death. But there's a lot of rules, and I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Um, <laughs> yes. And there's only so much you can do, or it's just, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, it's just so much that you can actually get done. Um, and I just felt like um, a lot of times we, and I'm guilty of this, um, whenever you're a part of different women's organizations, um, you gravitate towards people that you know, you want to be around people that you know, you just, you're more that, that's just kind of, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's usually yeah. like for millennials, this is for Gen Z, this is for, you know, and so forth. Um, and I just kind of got to a point where I was just like, there has to be some kind of way that we can bridge the gap because most of my professional opportunities um, that I've had, some of my biggest um, you know, contracts, some of my best clients that have been referred or actually clients um, have been women who are older than my mom or my mom's age. Um, and then sometimes they're much younger than me. Um, and so I just always felt like there was a way that women can kind of come together and we can all feed off of each other and assist us. Because as we know, our baby boomers don't know how to use social media like that, but they have businesses now that need to be on social media. And then, you know, we are early, well, you know, we're a little bit more advanced now, but you know, when we were in our twenties, we were younger. So we need those mentors. You know, I had no mentor coming through, you know, my career journey, um, and so that's where the prevailing woman kind of birthed. Um, the magazine um, was the first initial thought process of it. But as we all know, print is hard. And I thought I was going to come in there and move and shake and be on distribution. Then I started having conversations with people that work at, you know, Essence and Vogue and InStyle, and they're struggling with print as well. Um, and they've been around much, much, much longer, longer than me. And I just, their struggling numbers is what I was just trying to get to. Um, and so then that's when I decided to, you know, just utilize my event planning experience to try to expand the business. Um, and it's just, it's the empowerment of, um, you know, women has far and beyond exceeded my expectations. Yeah, you know, you said something about like not having a mentor. And I remember like when I first started in, um, like when I first started doing like weddings, I remember trying to like find someone to like mentor me or like just to work mm -hmm. under. Mm -hmm. But, and you know, now it's more like, okay, um, collaboration over competition. But back then people mm. really did not want to collaborate. And it was like, you were going to steal something from them. And so, yeah. Yep. So what, what would you tell like a, a female entrepreneur who wants a mentor? Um, so like you said, times are different now, um, especially in our black community. Like we've, we, I think we have woken, like woke up and said, you know what? It's us against them. So we need to keep us together. 
Um, and not even like in a literal form of us right. against them, but essentially we need to have each other's back. Yes. Um, and so I think that it's much easier. I think a lot of um, women are now offering, you know, mentoring services, classes, boot camps, yeah. um, do it yourself intensives, uh, you know, eight week programs, the list goes, there's so many options out here now for that. So I think first, just kind of perusing um, pretty much social media, people that you admire, reach out to them, send them emails, send them your resume, link with them, um, you know, tr and, or, and if you don't get a response, then maybe someone you see, you know, that engage with, engages with them that maybe you know, see if they can try to, you know, make that introduction for you. Um, but essentially, I think just, just asking. Um, I'll be honest, I am not the mentoring person. I will help. If you ask me a question, <laughs> I'll answer it. But I feel like a mentor is um, another job. Yeah. Um, if you want it to be successful, I've had two mentees. Um, and it was cool, it, you know, and, and I, and I did that, but I haven't had one since then because I just been so busy with prevailing woman. Um, but definitely just make sure that whomever it is that you decide, um, that you would, you know, want to seek out to be your mentor, that they have the bandwidth. And if they don't like, don't take it personal. Cause some people really are still trying to figure out their own stuff. Yeah. And like, while it's very flattering when people ask me, I'm like, eh. And you just don't have the capacity. So you're, because you you still plan events, right? Yeah. But, okay, well, let's talk about <laughs> balance because <laughs> mom of two, you're running the prevailing woman, planning events. Like, how, how are you doing this? Do you have some particular schedule? Yeah. Are you outsourcing? Like, women need to know, like, what to do. Moms <laughs> need to know how to balance all this. I'm still figuring out how to balance it all. It's a lot. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Um, I do. So... My um, days typically for work do not start until after about 11 or 12. Um, okay. And I'm, I, I'm a pretty early riser, usually rise somewhere between like 6 and 6.30. Um, and those are times where I'm like, okay, this is my meditation, devotional, journaling, journaling time. Um, I make sure that I have like my food prepared for the day, um, you know, get ready for working out and uh, then I work out, um, you know, for another hour, two hours, depends on what I have to do for that day. Um, then eat again and then shower. And then the day kind of gets going there. Um, so my assistant, I do have an assistant um, with um, Sabrina Seymour events. Mm -hmm. And she knows not to put anything on my calendar before about 1130 or 12. Um, if in the event I have someone that really needs to meet first thing in the morning, then I'll just, I'll wake up earlier or I may start my day later. I might do it in reverse type thing. Um, but essentially I just put, I put on ground rules with that. And then of course, um, you know, my kids still are in virtual school. Um, and so they're, they're a little older, they're, you know, a little bit more mature so they can, they can pretty much navigate, um, you know, just through the soft at this point, because they've been doing it for over a year. Um, so I'm kind of blessed in that, in that aspect of it, but time blocking has truly helped me. Um, just literally laying out my day. That's like the first thing I do. And I sometimes I do it the night before, especially if I am aware of what I need to do for the day. I just time block my day. 
Um, and then if it doesn't get done, like I give myself grace and I'm just like, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I might look at my calendar and be like, oh, can't do it tomorrow. So I guess I got to do it Thursday. You know, it's just, um, I have very specific times that I do certain things. There's certain times that I get on social media. There's certain times that I check my email. Um, it depends on what you, some days I have, like, I'm going to be the prevailing woman on Monday, but on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I got to be the wedding planner, you know? Um, and so that has been very helpful as well. But um, my mom does live with me um, and she works, but she does help a lot. Oh, that's um, <laughs> Yeah. So that that's also the other part. People always like, you forget to mention that. And I'm like, let me make sure I start mentioning that. Cause I do have, um, you know, three adults in our house at this point blessing to be able to have your mom help you out and you know so you know also boundaries because that's something that's that'll help <laughs> you have to have those boundaries if you're yeah. gonna like stay on the schedule so you can't take everything um I know I was talking to someone before about how to when they're you know attracting a client if it's a wedding client or whatever you know you need to know what your boundaries are so when you're mm -hmm. in that conversation with them you're able to discuss because Otherwise, you're going to get down the line and it's just going to be overwhelming for you. You're going to wish you didn't take on that client or you didn't add this to your calendar. But let's talk about like success tips, because if you're so you're doing two, you're doing uh, weddings and you're doing prevailing women. So you have to do a lot of traveling, uh, a lot of planning. Let's talk about what it takes for an entrepreneur to get to that level of success where they are a prevailing woman. Like what are your success tips for them? Um, I think, like I said, um, definitely, you know, the boundaries, having a plan, um, for the week, for the day, for the month, um, for the quarter, for the, um, you know, biannual and annual parts of the year. Um, I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're just like, I want to make money. Yeah. Well, how much money you want to make? You know, like, have you planned, have you have a plan on how you're going to make that money and have you written it? You know, like they say all the time, you know, you hear journaling, journaling, journaling. And I used to be like, uh, you know, um, but then quarantine, you know, the pandemic happened and I really started getting more into just like, um, you know, prayer and meditation and journaling because it was rough for event professionals. Like everything was shut down and they were looking at us at the bottom of the barrel um, for anything. So um when I started doing that, um, truly the things that I was writing was manifesting before my eyes, like, like no other. Um, so I think really being clear and intentional um, about what it is that you um, deem as success. Um, because a lot of times, again, I want to make a lot of money. I want to be successful. But what is success to you? Because it may not be money. It may be that now you only have to work four, day, four hours a day, or, um, you know, maybe now it is that, you know, you have more time to spend with your children or your significant other or whatever the case may be. Um, and another thing I will, the kind of the last tip I will say is to um, make sure that you have some level of resilience. Um, entrepreneurship is hard. Mm. Um, it's very hard. The growing pains are intense. Um, they will make you want to give up. Um, but if it's truly, truly coming together, um, you know, as it should, and you have been obedient 
and the steps in regards to, um, you know, making the business pop. Um, you know, as they say, you have to learn how to have some kind of per perseverance or resilience because you will, you'll fail. Yeah. Um, you know, like they say, when we're, when we're feeling our lowest, the devil tries to come at us and get us at that time. And it's the same thing with entrepreneurship. When you are going through, everybody around you is going to be acting crazy. So you have to make sure that you have that perseverance, that self-care, um, and that true understanding of why it is that you actually started the business. Yes, I love it. So what's next for the prevailing woman? Any conference coming up this year? Yes, it is. So um, I'm kind of toying, toying with the idea of um, a quick kind of pop-up virtual um, free event this month. Um, so I have a few conversations about that that will be happening this week. So y'all can stay tuned for that, but possibly. Um, however, um, July 31st, okay. no, July 30th, um, through August 1st will be the She Prevails um, Conference. That's our annual conference. It'll be our fourth year. Um, it'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina um, this year. We will have, it'll be hybrid. So there will be some in-person tickets and then there'll also be virtual as well. Um, and I plan to announce that. It was supposed to be today, but entrepreneurship life, you know, when you don't tell people your deadlines, Ain't nobody waiting on you. So only y'all know. And probably by the time the show comes out, hopefully it's, it's already uh, posted. Yeah. Um, but it's probably going to be next week because I'm just not prepared. And I have a lot this week going on. Um, but essentially, um, that's our next big, big event. We may have something um, small in partnership with Cavassier for Juneteenth. Um, but that's still kind of up in the air as well. But essentially, She Prevails is happening July 30. 30th through August 1st in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's awesome. I know you usually have it in Durham, right? Or Raleigh, Durham area. Yeah. So, so last year was supposed to be in Charlotte, but the pandemic. So we were moving it out of Durham. Um, just from approximately, just looking at our numbers, our attendees, what they wanted, the experiences they wanted, and the partners we have. Um, Charlotte was just a, a better fit um, for our demographics and our sponsors. Um, for, you know, what they're seeking from us. Um, so yeah, it, it has been in Durham the last two years, but um, sure, it's, just, it's going to Charlotte. I love Charlotte, yeah. <laughs> you got to follow the money. If that's yeah. where the money okay. is, you know, I'm fine. I feel like people in Durham don't mind to go there. And oh, people no. in Charlotte don't mind coming here either. So we have some great opportunities on the table in, in order for us to be able to, give our audience what they want um just got to follow the journey with us okay so where can people reach you yeah absolutely so um you can of course like on instagram um facebook everything is sabrina seymour um if if you want to learn more or see inspiration um as it relates to weddings and events that's sabrina seymour events and then of course the prevailing woman on um all social media platforms and of course these are all um urls as well on the um World Wide Web. Um, and so you can find out more information about the Prevailing Woman. And I forgot to also mention the Prevailing Woman did launch um, an extension to our brand called the Prevailing Fit Woman. Um, 
you'll see on my personal page that pretty much all I really do outside of work is work out. Um, And so we, um, a lot of the ladies um, were asking for it. So we launched it. So we do challenges, we do um, different pop-ups. Well, we haven't, but they are coming um, and so forth. So it's all about health and wellness, beauty as well. Again, just kind of pouring into what I dreamed to do years ago um, into the prevailing woman. So the prevailing woman is special to me because it's essentially just everything that I love, which is pretty much everything girls. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So Sabrina, finally, yeah. what is your life motto? Um, I would say my life motto, and this is like quote, right? Okay. Yeah. Quote, okay. What you live quote, by. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, that I would say that it would be more so on the lines of, um, it doesn't take discipline to get, no, it doesn't take motivation to get things done. You have to have discipline. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is so, that's so good. <laughs> no, it's so good because that's my word for the month, discipline. I have it like on my board and everything. It's like mm-hmm. discipline, discipline. So it's like, that's the fourth time I've heard that word in the past week. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm telling you because you can have all the mo- motivation wears off. It wears off. But if you have that discipline in you, there's no stopping you. Because even when you're unmotivated, it's like, okay, it's a day. But I know tomorrow, like for me, I didn't, I didn't work out Thursday, Friday, Oh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was like Monday on, on Friday. I was like, okay, Monday, you, you got to get back at it, you know? Um, but it's because I have the discipline, you know, of it. But if I was seeking motivation, that would mean, cause I was not motivated this morning at all, but I knew I had to do it because I had the discipline and it's, it's, it's not only in health and wellness, it's in anything, um, that, you know, you are seeking to do. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, it definitely takes, um that consistency and being persistent to remain disciplined and um I think that's that's an area where all entrepreneurs can grow yeah because we grow weary and we get tired but we just have to remember like (laughs) it's on us now (laughs) so you know you have your family to take care of so I love it yes Thank you again so much for sharing and being a light to women. I appreciate you and everything you're doing to prevailing women. And I cannot wait to attend one of those conferences one day, whether it's this year or next year or whenever, but <laughs> thank you, Sabrina. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, take a screenshot, tag Shalena Fultz on Instagram and let me know what your favorite part was. And never forget, you're doing your best and your best is good enough. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.